Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. Um, our AI episode that we recently had was pretty popular. Um, if if anything, Brian and I, our minds were blown. So our friend Caleb was posting on social media um, about being a magic school pioneer, correct? Is that what it's called? And so we, we knew... Correct. We knew we had to have him on the episode and we wanted to focus really in on magic school, partially because when we asked a few educators like what their all time favorite is, this one seems to be pretty popular. Um, so before we get into the episode, Caleb, why don't you start um, by introducing yourself, let, letting our listeners know a little bit about uh, where you teach, your teaching background and, and your program. Well, hello everyone. I am Caleb Hickman. I am a proud graduate of The Ohio State University. That's where I received my undergraduate from. I also have my master's degree from the University of Kentucky. This is my second year of teaching and last year I had a program of 105 students. This year we welcomed on a second ag teacher where we collectively serve over 250 students. That is high school and a middle school program. So I teach in very rural Ohio, and I realized very quickly something had to give when lesson planning. So I discovered Magic School AI. Several of my teaching friends were utilizing ChatGPT and Magic School. So I got on that bandwagon very quickly and started learning it myself. So that is why I'm here today. Awesome. Well, we're really excited to have you here, Caleb. Um, I've heard so much about Magic School AI, like, and seen people, um, like, posting different things on Facebook about it, but I still don't quite understand, you know, what it is I need to dive into it myself. So I'm excited to have you here to to share with my, you know, me and, and all of our listeners um, really what it is. But um, if you could just start out by kind of introducing, like, what Magic School AI, like, if you were going to give kind of an elevator pitch about it, what would you say? Sure. So Magic School, I just happened on it one day when one of my friends posted that she got her first level experience through it. So I'm just like, how do I do this myself? So I went on to Magic School and they were running a promotion. And I'm not sure if the promotion is still available or not. But if you went through all their levels of training, you could get onto their enterprise level for free for the for the next six months. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to sit down and do those programs. So if I were to have anyone start on Magic School, that's exactly where I'll go, where I would send someone. So I will share with you that URL where you can get AI trained. So I didn't know where to start. Like I said, I just knew something had to give. Teaching in the great month of February is challenging for any ag teacher. So in the great state of Ohio, we pretty much have all of what we call spring CDEs in February and March. So we're training LDE teams and CDE teams and about 10 to 15 different competitions right now. So with, with, most, with most of our CDEs, there's a test component. So I'm just thinking here to myself, how could AI help me write test questions for CDEs? And that's when I happened upon Magic School. So that's where I found the biggest benefit was where I could go into magic school and type in content that I needed it to generate questions from. And it allowed, and then the program allowed questions to be asked that really helped me coach my CDE teams. But again, if you are looking to start this program, I would highly encourage you to watch their YouTube videos on their website, get yourself trained. And it is is a step-by-step process where anyone can utilize magic school. So it really sounds like you got into it thinking CDE wise, but I, I have a feeling that once you were into magic school, you learned that there was many more benefits other than just prepping your CDE teams. And um, I, lo- I love to hear that February is also just crazy for ag teachers. It doesn't matter what state. Like, I feel like collect there was like a collective groan, like as people are listening, they're like, just like, oh. It's nice to be heard. Um, so you went into it thinking like we can prep for CDEs because that was that was heavy in your mind. But can you highlight a few just overall benefits that you found? We're going to get into like the dirty details later, but just overall benefits 
as an ag teacher you have found using Magic School? Sure. So I'm on the Magic School website right now. I know you can't see me doing this, but I'm going to highlight four of my favorite Magic School tools real quick. The first one is the Lesson Plan app. You can go into the Lesson Plan template, type in the subject that you're teaching, the standard that you want to cover, what you've taught previously, and then it will generate a lesson plan for you to use. I'm not going to tell everyone that it's super engaging because the content is not the most engaging. However, it works. And you have to just put on your own twist to it. And it has saved me hours of time planning lessons by utilizing the lesson plan application. I highly encourage anyone to use it. If nothing else, it gives me a platform to generate some ideas. Like I said, I'm a second year teacher. I'm still figuring it out, but this gives me a starting place. And I just put my personality into the lesson plan and it creates a decent lesson plan for me to use the next day. What is next, what is something, before we get uh, dig mm-hmm. into the next tool, what is mm-hmm. something that you've done in there recently, like lesson plan wise, to sure. give our listeners like an idea of what this is capable of? Okay, so a little bit about myself. While I was getting my undergraduate degree, I did construction for two years. And that was primarily, I worked in HR, human resources with construction. So business management is my favorite class to teach. So I had the knowledge going into the class. However, this is my first year truly teaching the class in person. It's normally a capstone class for me but I have two sections that I'm teaching of this year. So it's a brand new course for me to teach. So I went into the lesson plan template and typed in the standards that I needed to cover. And recently it has, I created a lesson where it could explain the difference between individual proprietorship, partnerships, cooperatives, and corporations. And it was a great lesson for my kids to understand. So in the state of Ohio, we have what is called the web exam, and each child in our ag classes are state tested. So this is really helping me make sure that all of my kids are getting the content that they need to pass that end of the year course to to ensure that I can maintain my funding. So again, I can share a couple of my lessons that I've generated off of Magic School to the audience so they can see what what the application is truly capable of. Yeah, and... For me, like, I would have, I was going to guess that you're going to pick a content that you weren't comfortable with. And so it's interesting to hear that you're, you're still finding the benefits of using this tool, even with an area that you felt like you have some pretty strong content knowledge in. That's a great comment, Nikki. So the reason why I am picking business management, because I do have the content knowledge, so I can correct it if it's wrong. Because I don't want to teach something that I feel like I'm not. So something that I'm not very, um, very talented in, talented in is animal science. So I'm not going to go into a deep dive into magical having it help me come up with an animal science lesson because I'm just not sure if it's going to be reliable or not. But I can correct since I'm still pretty new to magic school and mm-hmm. I'm not and magic school is not really catered towards agricultural science I just wanted to make sure that if there were mistakes within the lesson that I could correct it quickly that's a really good point and um and I think that if if you're going to AI to kind of get some guidance um don't forget to use your tools um to check maybe there's another ag teacher too like that could glance over something and make sure that it's it's accurate um, and what a great um, thing to teach your students, too, if you're teaching them how to responsibly responsibly use AI, um, is that check to make sure it's accurate. So um, really good point there. Uh, why don't we get into our next? Uh, so our first tool is the lesson plan app. What is your next favorite? So my next favorite tool is for sub plans. It is the YouTube video question maker. And. The only downfall that I have with this tool is that you can only typically use a 30-minute video or less. 
And the magic school has to be able to find the URL, the URL to create the transcript from that YouTube video. But it will generate 10, up to 10 multiple choice questions or 10 free response questions. I always go with the free response to make my children work a little bit harder. So I really have enjoyed utilizing the YouTube video question application for sub plans. Are there any like specific videos? I'm curious because I like showing videos when I was gone too. Um, are there any specific ones that you've utilized already that you felt like were really good ones? Sure. So <laughs> I teach in a very interesting area. So I teach in Utica, Ohio, and not every child has a farming background. So I teach three sections of what we call agriculture, food, and natural resources, or our freshman class, freshman, sophomore course. And I literally found a video, what is farming? And it was just a family farm. They explained all the different types of livestock that they have on their family farm. Anything from chickens and guineas all the way up to cattle. So they were just able to explain all the different species to the kids. And then each species had a question going with the video. So it was very beneficial for my students to see that. Well, and Brianna, it makes me think of the recent SAE videos that we covered in a, in a uh, recent episode. How easy could it be to use a video from there and have this create some questions as even an introduction to an SAE uh, lesson or a unit? Um, I can't imagine, like, I remember sitting and making questions. Or you'd see that on, like, Agate Discussion Lab people saying, like, has anyone made something to go along with, you know, an insert video name, um, the amount of time spent making a resource like this. Um, and then it doesn't even take kids that long in the grand scheme of things. That's fabulous. Um, let's hear another one. Okay. So my, my last one that I really want to share with you all actually I have two more I lied, is the multiple choice assessment maker. And that's what I was really leading this conversation with, with Magic School. I love it. It has saved me so much time. Now, I will say that some of the multiple choice responses that it gives you are not the most academically challenged. The kids can cipher through them and pick which one's correct without really reading the question. So I do have to do quite a bit of editing to the question. So don't just think that it's going to produce you a perfect multiple choice question, but it because it's not. And I'll be honest, I do not use the multiple choice assessment maker for quizzes within my class yet. I haven't got that comfortable and I have not loved the quality of those multiple choice assessments, but you best believe I use it to help my students with CDEs because it allows them to read through the question and find the answer for CDE prep. I just haven't felt confident enough to give a quiz that's AI generated. Now, I'm not saying that other AI systems can't do that, but I would not rely on Magic School to really produce a really good ag ed multiple choice question test. So, and I think one thing here that you could also consider is maybe these are just great questions because sometimes I was not great at thinking of questions to use in, in class, either as like to start a lesson or that reflection piece. Y you, you could use this generator to just provide some questions as an entrance exit ticket without having it being multiple choice. Um, could be a, a great way to like dip your toe in the water. Um, that came to mind right away. But can you dig into how you're using it for CDE prep? Because I'm I'm struggling wrapping my head around how it can create something for me that's so specific to a, a CDE uh, in Ohio or in North Dakota or how how does that work? Sure. So that's a really great question. So this is kind of a hot topic, hot take. So there are resources for all of us to use in that either whether it's national FFA or state specific with the resource pages that we are given. In Ohio, we have a shared Google Drive where we can figure out how we can best 
coach our CDE teams and we give are given books or articles for for to help coach our kids. So I'm going to use ag sales for a moment. My kiddos did really well in the ag sales CDE state test. Well, it's really hard to make time to read four chapters out of a textbook and write questions and prepare the kids to take that test. So there's the multiple choice generator will even pull out chapters out of textbooks to help you write textbook chapter specific questions for your CDEs. So that is what helped me. So some people believe that it's a copyright issue. However, I bought the textbook. It is simply aiding me in creating test questions. That's all it's doing. And at the end of the day, as ag teachers, we have to ask ourselves, are we here to teach to a test or are we teaching skills that are specific for that career development event. So I just took out the factor of the test and I just helped or I just created tests based off of AI to help prepare my career development teams. So ag sales was my guinea pig on how well AI creates tests. We did pretty well with it. So now I'm preparing other CDE teams the same way that I prepared the ag sales team. I think that's such a cool resource because I don't know, I said the same thing on our other podcast when we were talking about AI, but oftentimes like people are thinking, okay, how can I use this in the classroom? But being able to utilize it for FFA, I think is just an additional bonus because um, it's like one extra thing that we have to do in our jobs, right? And if we can make that a little bit easier on us and our students, um, I just think that's a really, really cool perk of using AI as well. Well, Brianna, what was every year? I think it was the food science test. You would spend hours looking up answers and making questions. And then people would send out on the listserv and be like, does anyone have the answers and questions for, you know, this resource? And because Brianna's nice, she'd always send it out. But she spent so much time doing it, you know. Um, and I think, too. At, at a state level, you know, I don't know how it is in Ohio, but in North Dakota, it's just all of these resources are written by teachers, teachers who have limited time and they volunteer this time to write components or, of our events um, or me or it's me. Right. Um, or my friends who can never tell me no. And it's the last minute. And I'm like, can you please write this? Um, and so what? how could that help state staff or those individuals even preparing the event? Um, how great would that be? Uh, and, and like you said, Caleb, it, it's just a, it's just a tool. You have to prepare other things as well. Um, but you know, we've all had those teams that you can give them every past test that's that the state has available and then you just need more. Right. And this could you know, maybe help you do that um, and maybe save some time and uh, go home earlier at night. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, I'm I need to dig into it because we, too, own a lot of the textbooks, especially if they're a resource that we're referencing for our state event and, um, you know, maybe using it to make sure some test questions are written correctly or. Um, if we're checking old resources that we've made, um, there's always that question of, you know, people don't think a, a question's right. Maybe that could help you make sure the quality of your resources mm -hmm. are are high rather than um, teaching kids the wrong thing as well. So that's good. You have one more for us. I sure do. So the last one that I have is the letter of recommendation writer. It has saved me hours upon hours of writing letters of recommendation. So I, I teach two sections of juniors and seniors, and I also teach a work-study class. So I am writing letters of recommendation like nobody's business. So I can type in a child's name, what they have accomplished within the FFA, what they've accomplished within their school setting, 
and it generates me a five-paragraph letter of recommendation that I just simply need to edit a few sentences here and there. And I've been able just to save those as PDFs and send them to the students or send them to the schools that they're applying to or their jobs or whatever the case may be. And it has saved me so much time. So if you ever need to write a letter of recommendation, I would highly encourage you to use that application. I just think that's such a good resource too. I mean, I remember getting asked by like several students for a letter of recommendation for the same scholarship. And so it's like, obviously you can't include some of the same things if they're going to the same place. And so being able to tailor it specifically to like that student and their accomplishments and like making it really personalized, I think is really cool um, because that was always a struggle for me too, is like, how do we make this specific for that student? So it do they don't all sound the same. So there's other tools, right? You, you just highlighted a few. Um, and I was just like scrolling through the website. I mean, there's even things where you can give kids feedback um, you know, we talked about the lesson plan generator, um, and you can take text and rewrite it, uh, mm -hmm. with custom criteria. So I'm assuming, um, you know, maybe taking, you know, an article and rewriting it to a different age level, um, which I needed so much in the classroom with students who had lower reading levels. Like I, I was not well versed in like what reading level something was. Um, I would that was not my training. And so I was constantly going to someone else saying, like, what reading level do you think this is? How can I modify it? So there's so many more tools on there. Um, you know, Caleb just highlighted just a few of his favorites. So um overall, I mean, there if you go on the website, it talks about all of these like testimonials about um, you know, why people use it. But as an ag teacher, um, I'd like to know, and you've mentioned a few, what are the things that you you've really liked? And I also want to hear the things that you you haven't liked. And you've mentioned some of those. So I guess it's its strengths and its weaknesses so far. Um, and how do you plan to continue to dig into magic school? So I think it's just important to note that AI is not going anywhere. We're going to have to learn how to live with it. And we're going to have to learn with it. So what I have loved about magic school is that it is saving me time. And like I said, I am a young teacher and I know I have so much more to learn, but I don't have the arsenal of tests that experienced teachers have when it comes to preparing CDE teams. So creating the, the multiple choice tests have been just great. They're not perfect, but it has saved me so much time. I've really enjoyed the lessons that it has generated. I'm not saying they are perfect, but the lessons that it gives me allow me to do other things within my classroom or just with, FF, with FFA that I wouldn't have otherwise because it has allowed me to leave the school at a decent hour. And like last year, I wasn't leaving the school till nine or 10 o'clock at night. I'm leaving the school now at five or six. So it's been saving me a lot of time. So one thing that I also want to mention is I teach my students how to use AI. And that is something that I think every teacher in the 21st century now has to do. AI is one of the most one of the most wanted skills within the workforce. So we need to teach students how to properly use AI. And I think Magic School is probably not the best at that. I utilize ChatGPT to help me teach students how to use AI properly. So one thing that I don't necessarily love about Magic School is that a lot of the questions that it generates from its lessons are very easy to find with a simple Google search. There's not a lot of deeper thinking that's required with some of its lessons. Again, I haven't used the choice board generator yet. And I've also just noticed that they have a 
project-based learning application that I haven't really had a deep dive into yet either. But I will say that regardless of how engaging the lessons are, it is getting the content to the student. And I know that when I give them quizzes or give them some sort of summative or formative assessment, the, the information is there in their minds. So it is working. I'm not saying that it's perfect, but Magic School AI has saved me time. And the downfall is I've just had to spend a little bit of time detailing what I wanted to actually ask my students. Well, in all reality, like, let's say we were going to, the three of us, create a lesson right now. And we were going to go to Google and we were going to type in um, drafting and how to teach drafting and reading a architect ruler to eighth graders um we would get overwhelmed with the resources that are out there and no and there's really no difference right like caleb like you said checking to make sure it's accurate right we've clicked into websites where it's like well is this a good resource or not um and we found a lot of content on google that isn't engaging for kids um and so it's really no different however putting in the ai maybe makes it a little less overwhelming um i i want to dig into a few things and i love how authentic you've been on the good and the bad because like i've put things into chat gpt that i did a poor job of putting in so like um you know bad content in bad content out but you you mentioned earlier about like putting your own spin on it and so let's say we've put, you know, you put that ag business content in and, and it came out. What are ways that you're, okay, so maybe you've saved some time, right? Because you got the content back and you can make sure that, oh, yeah, I, sh- I w- you know, need to hit on these things. But from there, like, what's the what next? Like, what are you doing to make this your own content and and amp up the engagement that maybe it's not giving you in return sure so like i said at my school i have a pretty much split 50 50 half are ag students and half are more suburban urban students so i have to be able to incorporate everything within my lessons so magic school for the most part doesn't incorporate a lot of ag with the examples that i give it as much as i want it to it just doesn't But on the flip side, I'm okay with that because it will relate to my students who are not necessarily from an ag background. So when I ask Magic School to write me a lesson on the four different types of business models that I'm expected to teach out of my standards, I will go in and I will have to change at least one example to make it more ag focused because it will not produce me anything that is talking about bushels of corn or how much money are you going to make from selling this tractor it's just not going to so I have to go back in and relate those questions back to agriculture but at the end of the day I'm content with going back and changing that because it has saved me time where I have to create a scenario that I didn't have before So that's kind of the downfall, but at the end of the day, I'm content with it giving me the scenarios that it has given me. But when I make it my own, I make magic school work for me. So you can constantly go back and change the prompt saying that, okay, so you're telling me that I need to provide a case study. Well, I don't want to spend more time Googling a case study. Give it to me. So I tell Magic School, provide me a case study, including this, this, and this for this lesson. And sure enough, it produces me a case study that goes with that lesson. And a pro is that I can simply copy and paste everything into Microsoft, or I can export it to Google Drive so I can use it for, we, we're not a Google school, but I can export it to my, my Word doc. I could print it off, or if you are a Google school, you can just put it into Google Scholar and allow, not Google Scholar, but whatever the Google folk use 
to put it in to allow their students to do it off of the Google Classroom. There we go. We weren't Google schools either. Um, right, Brandon? You weren't a Google school. No. They have all the bells and whistles, those people. Um, I I mean, really, it doesn't matter. I If there was a podcast 50 years ago about a textbook, they would be saying the same things, like, make it your own. Um, and so I, I think have some fun with it. Um, have you ever felt, Caleb, I, I'm just genuinely curious, have you ever felt when you went to magic school or AI in general um, for assistance, have you ever felt you wasted time putting a prompt in there or doing something in AI? Yes and no. I mean, we could say that with just about anything when we're creating curriculum. Some things stick and the other things were just like, oh, I just wasted a whole bunch of time. That didn't make any sense to <laughs> any of my students. So I think at the end of the day, you do what you feel is like what's most mm -hmm. comfortable to you. I love technology. I will always use technology in my classroom. So I've just embraced it. Have I had some failures? Absolutely. I mean, magic school has created me some stuff that I was like, there's just no way I can use this. But as some of you may know, know me, I am a very enthusiastic person. So I can just add my own flair onto the assignment and it works for me. I'm a very conversationally based human being. So in the classroom, I ask my kids questions and that's where the deeper thinking is built in when I'm leading those conversations. So we don't do worksheets in Mr. Hickman's class. We do activity sheets. Everything's an activity. So I learned that from Jeff Stimmel from Big Walnut. Shout out to Jeff. But we do those activities and then we can have a conversation about them. So as if magic school is able to create me something that I can just get the content through to the kid, then we can go back as a class together to discuss it. That's what I've been primarily using magic school for. Well, and like we mentioned before too, I mean, I could take a lesson from you, Caleb, or from Nikki, and I would add my own flair to it. Right. Like, Everyone loves using Agate Discussion Lab, and I do too, but that, I mean, if I find a lesson on there, I'm going to change it to to fit my teaching style and what works for my students. So, um, you know, sometimes there's hesitations with using AI because, you know, oh, it's not going to give me something super great. Well, this, like I said, the same could be said for a lot of the the ways that we find curriculum or content. Um, so if if a teacher is listening to this and is like on the fence, but wanting to try it. What advice would you give them for um, getting started with, with magic school? I love, I'm a risk taker. So I just would encourage you to dive headfirst into this. Just try it and see what you think and formulate your own opinion. I'm not going to utilize magic school or AI for everything that I do in my classroom. That would just be silly. But it saves me so much time. And there was some discussion on how AI is going to impact applications, whether it's proficiency, state degrees, American degrees, what have you. At the end of the day, is it the kids and yours original thought? Why not allow AI and technology to help you write and save time, time that you're not going to be able to get back to spend with your family, your loved ones. I'm, I will use it for the next 30 years until I retire out of the profession. I will not be going back. I would encourage you to start with the Magic School PD, where you watch your three videos, obtain your three certificates, and then start utilizing it. You'll get through that within two hours. And if nothing else, you can put it on your resume. <laughs> it's a great resume booster, but just get comfortable with using it. Again, it's not going anywhere. And we live in an AI world. And one thing that I do with some of my assignments is if I don't want a child to utilize AI, I put Easter eggs in my prompts for my students. So I know if they just copied and pasted the directions or something into AI, that I know that they didn't read my assignment and that it was <laughs> AI generated. 
So can you give us an way... example of your Easter eggs that you put in there? Oh, sure. So you can, I mean, I take agri-science fair pretty seriously. So if you're going to, if I give you a paper on how to write a literature review and I need a literature review, explain your topic. And then I just put in something saying like, Billy went to the supermarket to go get carrots and you copy and paste that into the prompt. It's going to tell me a whole literature review on how Billy saved money on buying XYZ carrots. And that, that you'll know that a student is using, utilizing chat GPT or if other teachers aren't aware, Snapchat AI to write their papers. I will tell you that is the biggest struggle that I'm having right now in my classroom because we, I mean, writing applications, you can tell when something is not their own. Mm -hmm. And Snapchat AI has been the biggest struggle for me to overcome when it's, when, when writing with students. And I work very closely with the English departments within my school, both middle school and high school. And that is the one thing that we're all trying to focus and hone in on is how do we get where students are not just plagiarizing on AI? Mm -hmm. So we don't, of course, we're going to go down a rabbit hole because it's just, if if anyone ever saw our talking points, they would know that we never follow them. I want to explore this. Number one, I didn't, should I even say that? I did not know Snapchat had AI. Does that make me seem old? Of course, Brianna's lap. Brianna, did you know? Of course you knew. Okay, well, it's I'll be... the top of your friends list, Nikki, when you open up Snapchat. Well, that, that's it? That's all it is? Is that thing people are putting crap in that? Yeah. They are. Yeah, It's the same thing as ChatGPT. Oh, my gosh. Well, whatever. You know what? I'll be honest with the world. I mean, I guess I just ignore that thing. Anyway, I guess I wouldn't have ever thought to go there. Oh, my kids utilize it on a daily basis. That is how they get through their school day. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, you mentioned earlier about, like, teaching your kids this. So what conversations are you having with your kids around AI? Because I've heard of some people kind of, you know, there's policies getting written and, you know, they're really taking the tactic of, like, um you know no one can use it you know but how are you teaching them this and having that hard conversation of like but i'm using it and here's how you responsibly use it and you might that's not a, have all the answers either I will like, say that's a tough one Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez okay so hmm there's i'll give you the the scientific and then I'll give you my opinion so magic school provides you with a rubric per se like it's like a red light green light system where teachers can print this off and they and it allows them to say red light means no AI, no AI in the classroom yellow light is you can use it in this capacity but not in this way and then the green light go for it utilize it however you would like my opinion it is your classroom you need to decide and set those boundaries on how much you're willing to utilize ai so one thing that i do because it's a state degree requirement in ohio is that every child must give a six minute speech i teach students that are very low and writing a six minute speech is very challenging for them so why not utilize ChatGPT to help them generate some sentence starters to help them write a solid speech instead of wasting all of our time in reading a speech that doesn't make any sense or just reading off something that they found off of Google on a on Google Scholar based and it's way over everyone's heads because we all know that it's not their work. So at, at the end of the day, you've got to set the boundaries and you need to know what's being AI and what isn't. Because if you read something you and you utilize AI on a daily basis, you will know what's AI and what is someone's own work. ChatGPT 
and magic school both utilize words that not a not a normal individual is going to say on a daily basis. They use the same words over and over again. And you're just like, there's no way that a high school student is going to use that word in a daily conversation. So you've just got to be able, if you're going to use ChatGPT and you're going to teach your students how to use AI, you need to know the nuances within those systems. Yeah. And I know that it's going to be like, this is going to continue to be a very hot topic in positive ways and in negative ways. And there, you know, you need to follow whatever your school policy is, um, what your your state policy is when it comes to, you know, ag education and FA um, and and use it responsibly. I just think the way that I hope my teachers in North Dakota use it, and you brought up agri-science fair, I think it's going to be really challenging for a kid to go into AI and say, write me an agri-science fair project because it's so specific. Like I'm thinking of Brianna's student. Um, that's the most recent agri-science fair project I've read. Um, it was so specific to her project that AI could not have generated that. Um, however, I would hope that, that Brianna at the, at the time, uh, we didn't know this tool, but if she could take that and, and I know you can put that agri-science project into AI to give feedback and to improve the project, I just think like some of my teachers that do such a great job at agri-science fair have a ton. And, and I know agri-science fair is huge in Ohio and you have some of the best, you know, they're always walking across the stage, Ohio people um, at national convention. I just hope that they're using it to give feedback. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, states or, and nationals will come up with a policy um, that we need to work through um, and alongside. But I just think there's some really cool things that can help us elevate the feedback we give to our kids too. And hopefully that helps them learn more, right? Um, if that's mm -hmm. the goal. And so, um, yeah, our disclaimer, obviously, <laughs> follow whatever the rules are. But um, I don't know. I just think there's a lot of opportunity here. And uh, I like the advice that you've given. So um, before we before we log off, what um, what resources um, do you plan to share with our listeners? What can they expect when they check out the show notes today? Sure. So I will provide you with the URLs for the PD training. I'll give you a few of my lessons that I've created on Magic School. And if there's anything else that you've been emailed or been asked for me to share, please tell me. I'm willing to share just about anything. But I'm an open book. Again, I would agree with Nikki. Please just check with your state. I'm a very rule compliant individual. <laughs> I cross my T's and dot my I's with everything that I do. But at the end of the day, I believe that AI can help me better serve my students. So that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm not trying to pull a fast one on anyone with mm -hmm. utilizing AI. I just truly think it's a tool that will help all of us. And I'm just willing to share. And I'm just hopeful that people will listen to, to what resources that are mm -hmm. out there through this podcast. Yeah. And I just, it always I just had an AI training uh, through our agency and um, one of the, we did this, this activity where people, you know, wrote their concerns and prior to, we got to sit down with the individual um, and I just said like, don't bother telling me that AI is bad. Like I'm already bought in, but obviously there's going to be some people that aren't and have some hesitations. And one of that was creativity. And if, if, we, our students, adults, would lose um, their creativity by using AI. Uh, and now having used, and I, and I want to hear your perspective 
Kayla, but having used now I've used a variety of platforms. I've not used Magic School. Um, and that's the thing is if you're not currently in the classroom, getting access to some of these things is limited, right? Because you don't have a school email. Um, so for me, I'm just using I've used ChatGPT, Brisk. Um, I've looked into Sherpa. Um, mm -hmm. I guess I can use Snapchat AI. Brianna will make fun of me for this forever because I'm old. Um, but like I've used a variety of different platforms now to know that it's really not spitting out anything I would I would consider creative as a very creative person. Um, like if you give me 10 minutes on a topic, I can come up with a list of fun things. Um, that's way more fun than what AI can give me, in my personal opinion, in the in the platforms I've dug into um Caleb like what are your thoughts like have you ever I mean what do you think about if it would if people are gonna lose their creativity by using AI oh geez I'm gonna throw a question out to the audience and this is going to be very annoying but you have to remember <laughs> why did you go into education I mean I'm a very creative person or at least I think that I am but my creativity not may not be the same as yours, Nikki, mm -hmm. but it's just how much are you going to re are you going to rely on it for everything? And if you're going to rely on magic school to produce all of your work, you're not going to be effective, but I'm going to say that with just anything that you utilize. If you're a, a case person, if you use ICEV, if you use any sort of pre-made curriculum, are you effective in every element that you teach? I don't know. I mean, hands-on is hands-on. I'm putting it in quotation marks, folks. Is the hot is the hot words right now in education? It has to be hands-on. Is Chat GPT and Magic School developing the most hands-on lessons? Absolutely not. No. However, if you just need to teach the content in a way that it is reached to students, it is working. So I would be, I'm very cautious, but I'm also very optimistic that AI will get better at producing materials that we can utilize that are more hands-on, more inquiry-based for our students. But if it can generate me some ideas where I'm not constantly having to think, and then I can add my creativity to a little bit of energy that I do have left at the end of the day, then I will take that as a huge teacher win. But mm -hmm. the creativity component at the end of the day comes down to you. You as an individual, what type of creativity do you want to put into a lesson? So you're going to have to make that decision on your own. But if you're using it as your go-to, mm -hmm. you're not utilizing AI correctly. Yeah. I I mean, just as an example, for National FFA Week, you know, happy National FFA Week, by the way, everybody. Um, I created um, an activity uh, called the Mystery FFA Chapter. Um, thought up this activity on the way home talking to Brianna uh, for, for 45 minutes. And so I created that activity. But what I needed help with was writing it so it explained it well enough to others and so i just typed into ai like i explained it and then asked it to like write a letter to students and did i did i copy and paste any of it absolutely not but i took you mentioned sentence stems i took sentence stems and it got me enough to where like oh here's how i can write this and so um as a creative person if i were to just type in chat gpt or snapchat ai or even magic school um, create a list of activities to help celebrate FFA week, they're going to be pretty generic. And I've done it because I was interested. Um, none of which were any of the activities created by me and my team. Um, and so it's a nice starting point. Um, I think, again, it's like everything you said, Caleb, you're going to reference. Um, you got to remix it a little bit, make it fun for you and your kids um and don't be afraid to just say like this isn't good either 
I mean, we've done that. <laughs> like I've Googled plumbing stuff and I'm like, this isn't, I know nothing about plumbing and all of this seems really bad. Um, and so I don't know. I, I think that if you use it enough, it's just like anything you have to practice. And if you're practicing using the tools, you will start to identify ways that it works well, ways that it doesn't, how you can better prompt it to get something um, out of it. And so just just trying it um, was my biggest advice too. So. Yep. That's all you have to do is just try and see if it fits your needs. Mm-hmm. And if, if you hate it, you're out a couple of minutes of your time and you never have to use it again. Yeah. I love that there's YouTube videos out there too. I'm a very visual person and sometimes that's a barrier to me using something is like I don't want to click around. I don't want to read something. I want to listen to it and see it. And so that's that's a great resource to help um, teachers learn as well. So um, lots of good stuff, Caleb. I, I can't wait to hear like as you continue to dig in um, into more tools, what continues like to be your favorite. If people have questions uh, for you, they want to get more advice or talk about magic school with you. What's the best way they can contact you? So you can all follow me on social media. I'm pretty active on all platforms. So my name is Caleb with a C Hickman, H-I-C-K-M-A-N. So you can just find me either on Facebook or Instagram. I'll send you all my email address so you can post it. I'm not going to rattle it off tonight. But those are the easiest ways to contact me. Again, I'm an open book. So if anyone ever has any questions of any kind, please send me a message and I will get you an answer. And I will say, Nikki, I presented a workshop with Virginia Tech on magic school. And I was just asked to present a workshop at our teachers conference and this this summer on magic school. So I'm going to be constantly learning new tools to share with teachers so if anyone ever has any sort of questions on magic school please just shoot me an email or a dm and i will get back with you as soon as i can awesome well yeah i can't wait to see uh, what comes of those things and what more you you dig out of there and before before you know it you've learned everything and they've created something else anyway so um it'll be correct never never ending uh learning about magic school and other ai tools but caleb thanks so much for being here uh, and talking about magic school with us and our listeners we really appreciate it thank you for having me i appreciate it like always uh like here by the owl podcast on facebook and instagram Uh, Make sure you check out the show notes for all of Caleb's good resources. And if you have a future topic idea, you want to be a guest on the show, uh, reach out. We would love to have you. Thanks for listening.